What a great morning worship set, even though many are watching live on Facebook Live. We welcome you to our church service here today. Uh, I have visitors, and I'm sure people watching in to hear what the bridge is saying, what the bridge is doing in these times. We're grateful for everybody joining together. I know I want to give a shout out uh, this past week that uh, on Friday that the ministers joined together in unison at the courthouse and had a prayer meeting, and it was a really great time just to fellowship in there uh, in a time of prayer, seasons of prayer for our uh, county, for our country, for our nation, and for our world. Uh, we're grateful for uh, unity. God's Word speaks about unity and tells us that it's a beautiful thing when unity, like in Aaron's beard, it speaks about. And we're in the middle of a sermon series entitled Christian Leadership. And this Christian leadership uh, we depicted on a picture of a boat or a ship, and we put across the different sails uh, the Christian logo, the Igthus symbol, and we wrote leader on one of those sails, and it equals Christian leadership. And it's what's important in this day that we're living in today. Uh, we didn't know where we would be when we begin this sermon series, but God knows. He holds our future. Uh, he holds us in the present, and he's always held us in times past. That is who God is. <laughs> a simple definition of leadership is the art of motivating a group of people to act toward achieving a common goal. We're grateful that God has given us the resources and the ability to be leaders in the world that we're living in. This series, from the onset of it, we're in week four. And this series, we hope and pray, will help all that hear these messages become better leaders. Whether it's leading in your home, you're quarantined right now, you need to be a good leader of your home. Whether it's on your job, essential people are out traveling and going to their jobs. Uh, the government is declaring who's essential who is not, and we thank you for abiding and obeying the laws of the land. Romans chapter 13 tells us to obey the civic leaders and to take heed because God places them in positions for our benefit. And we're grateful for the leadership uh, from our president to our governor, to our judge executive, to all of our elected officials. We're grateful for you. Or whether you're a leader in our community or you're simply leading a Fortune 500 organization or in these days you're leading emergency declaration and FEMA operations and all the leaders that we are seeing on our TVs almost on a daily basis giving us insight into where we are in this situation that we find ourselves in today. When we're talking about these principles in the Bible, we're speaking from the life of Moses. In the Old Testament, Moses was a leader that God chose, that God called, that God placed in a time that the world needed him. And as we've looked through Moses' life, we've taken it uh, through three parts already, and we're going to look into the fourth part today. 
And Moses was a great leader. His uh, ability to lead, even though he didn't deem himself capable, God said he was. If God has called you to lead, be a leader. If God has called you to speak, speak. If he's called you to pray, pray. If he's called you to be a gift of helps, then get out and help somebody. Do what God has called you to do. All those things are leadership. Whenever Moses was brought into the world by his mother, his mother was told to abandon him, to throw him in the river. She went outside the normal and thought outside the box and figured out a way to save her son by fulfilling what was called of her, but she placed him in a basket. She believed in his destiny. She believed in his calling. So as we think about Moses and his life of leadership, he was destined for greatness. His mother knew it. His parents looked onward as Moses grew in Pharaoh's house. There come a point in the time, a point in time of his life that he had to live out his convictions. And he, we talked about in week two how that living in his convictions that he went out and he saw one of his fellow man, his cousins, being beaten by an Egyptian, and he took up for him. But Moses took it too far. Sometimes when God calls us to do things, it doesn't mean to add your two cents worth in. Live your conviction, live godly convictions. Do what he asked you to do and nothing more, nothing less. Last week we talked about enjoying the menial task and how that hurting is something that God gave Moses the ability to do when he went to his father-in-law. Jethro and when he was out in the wilderness and seeking and looking for a new way of life that he met these girls at this well and as he took up for them and he uh, put off the bullies and he went above and beyond and he even went above and beyond in that he watered their their flock for, for them and he he would give the water and resources they needed and he run off the people that was running them off there's nothing wrong with standing up for what is right. In our world today, we need to stand up for those with the least among us. The Bible says that pure and undefiled religion is this, that we take care of the or orphans and that we take care of widows. I call upon everyone watching this message to do just that. Find a hungry kid and feed them. I'm grateful for our school system and our superintendent and all the people that's involved, the bus drivers, the cooks, the school teachers, even people in supervision and leadership are down there in the cafeterias making these food preparation meals and they're taking them out to the students three days a week. I'm grateful to God for that. But as the church goes, we need to be involved too. So if they're getting three days a week or five days a week versus of meals, then the church has got something to pick up some slack. So if you know a kid down the road from you, make a meal, take it to them. You'll be fulfilling God's will for religion in your life by doing that. This week, the last, the fourth part of this series is about Moses' life, and this thing that we're going to talk about today just for a few moments is about hearing God and hearing wisdom. 
Moses, as we've studied thus far, we went through Exodus chapter 2, and this brings us into Exodus chapter 3. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, it says, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside. I will see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. Let us pray today to hear God's word for our lives. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank for you this opportunity that you've given us to speak and to speak on your behalf to your people. God, I pray today that we would open our hearts, open our minds, give us the ability to hear and to listen and to put these words into action, God. That we wouldn't be hearers only, but we would be doers of the word according to your scriptures that you wrote to us. Help us to see it, these insights into Moses' life. And God, let us apply these principles to how we're walking today. Lord, we're grateful for this opportunity. We'll never fail to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. So in this text that we're reading today in Exodus chapter 3, we see that Moses is out there doing these menial tasks that we learned about last week. He's herding his animals. He's taking them into the hillside, and he's taking care of them, and he's got compassion for them. But as he's doing that, he is out there on this specific day that is written about here in our Bible, and it says, and, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him, and a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. So as Moses sees this, And hears this, he knows that something is different. He knows something is out of character for this place where he has been before. So as we think about this, as we look at this, and we're going through life that we're living today, has God gotten our attention yet? I believe he has appeared to us. So as we hear and live life, are we listening? Can we hear him? So has he gotten your attention yet? Are you paying attention? I once heard someone, a guy I was working with, he told me that he was so poor that he couldn't pay attention. I hope and pray that's not you. I do pray for our leaders to give us the resources we need, and I thank God that he's given them the ability to step out and do things outside the normal to take care of the citizens of this country. And I hope and pray that it carries on and we send it to help the people of the world. It should flow downhill. Has God gotten your attention yet? Moses had to be receptive and be attentive in the situation. So in leadership, sometimes there's points in your life, and whatever group you're leading, it doesn't matter if you're leading your home, it doesn't matter if you're leading a business, it doesn't matter if you're leading an organization. You have to be attentive. And as you have to be attentive, you have to understand that somebody is going to be giving you insight. So in your attention, you need to pay attention to what's going on around you in the world. 
So this place that we're at today, I'm calling upon you in your leadership role to pay attention. Don't spread the fake news. Don't share the things about the bridges closing. This bridge right here is our church. It's open. <laughs> the bridges are open. Don't share false, fake news. Pay attention to truth. The Bible is full of truth. Are you paying attention? Or are you just sharing to share and moving on to the next thing? Slow down. Take a moment. Be attentive of what's going on around you in the world. And I assure you, when you slow down, when you begin to put the brakes on just for a moment, and you begin to listen and you begin to look around, you're going to see God moving in all types of ways. Just a few moments ago here at the church, there was a bird chirping outside the door. Spring is here. Are you paying attention? It is a gloom and doom world when you watch the news 24 hours a day. Shut it off for a minute. Go outside. Take a walk. Take a, a, a walk and take some, a breath of fresh air and just pay attention to what's going on around you. As a child, I grew up with a grandmother that taught me about going out and having nature walks. Take a book with you. Learn a bird. Who, what kind of bird is it? What kind of song are they singing? Pay attention because God is involved in all that. And it's for your peace. There is solitude in knowing that God has your attention. Pay attention. The second thing that Moses, as we're going through this, it says that he was paying attention and he saw this burning bush and he turned aside. He had to turn to get there. Are you turning today to get towards God? Or are you staying on the same path you was on two weeks ago? Has he gotten your attention yet? But as Moses turned aside and he went over here and he began to pay attention to this bush and really look into it and try to, try to find out what's going on here, as he was doing that, a voice came out of the bush and spoke to him. So when we turn aside, when we slow down, when we take a break, when we pay attention to what God is putting in front of us and we turn to hear of it, God is going to speak from that bush. So when you pay attention, know that in leadership you have to be able to hear. And to hear you have to listen. There's a time to speak, absolutely, but there's also a time to listen. How good are you at listening? There's all kinds of statistics and different things. You can go learn some listening skills. Who, whoever thought that you would have to take a lesson on how to listen? But it's true. They're out there. I've sat through trainings within the past couple of years in our, our organization that I'm a part of, and they taught us how to listen. How sad is it that we're living in a world that cannot listen? God is speaking. He has never stopped. But the question are, is, are you listening? Are you listening? Can you hear him? There's times in the Bible where that people wanted to hear God and they would, they would go on a fast. They wanted to hear from God. They wanted him to intervene in their situation. So sometimes prayer alone is not enough. God has called us to fast and pray. 
Jesus taught his disciples. They said, why couldn't we handle this situation? And Jesus told them when he was walking with them along the path of life, and he told them, some things come about by prayer and fasting. Give up a meal. Yes, there's a time to pray, but there's also a time to listen. It isn't a one-way communication. It isn't a one-way phone call that only you're telling God everything you need. He knows your needs. The Bible tells us that he, he knows the numbers of hair on our head. He, he, he loves the birds of the air. How much more does he love you, his children? In order to hear him, you have to shut up for a moment and listen. So in your house, you're sitting there by side somebody, tell them to shut up. So just turn around and tell people to shut up. There's a time to listen. Moses, if he would have been talking the whole time, would not have heard what God was saying. Take a moment to listen. But the question is, when God calls and he says, Moses, Moses, and he begins to lay out and tell Moses what he's requiring of Moses or what he's asking of Moses and what he's given him as an assignment to do. So when we start paying attention, when we start listening, we need to expect that God is going to call us to do some things. He's going to ask us to step out of our comfort and do the abnormal things that we're not used to doing. The situation that we find ourselves in, quarantined in houses today, and only going out for necessary travel and only doing things that we really uh, need to do. Are we listening? Can we hear him? But are we doing what he's asking us to do? So Moses, when he received this message from God, and God spoke to him out of this bush, it was a burning fire. The prophet in the Old Testament said that the word of God was like a fire shut up in his bones that he couldn't keep his mouth shut in proclaiming the goodness of God and the things of God. So whenever God begins to burn within you and call you to speak or call you to call out and pray for somebody or asking you or burning upon your heart to call maybe a widow down the street that doesn't have anybody in her family that lives close and he asks you to call her, whenever you do that, know this, that God is going to be using you as a vessel of honor. But the question is, are you going to be obedient to what he calls you to do? So as Moses gets this word from God, and you can read this in Exodus chapter 3, as Moses gets this request from God, and God tells him, go back and get my people and call them out of Egypt, and I'm going to take them to a land of milk and honey. I'm going to take them to a better place. So today in this place, I want you to know wherever you're at, whatever this situation that you find yourself in today, know this, that when you listen, when you pay attention, when you listen, and when God gives you a thing to do, a task to do, that he's going to call you to liberate other people. That he's going to call you to provide freedom to, for those that are bound up in situations in their life. Will you obey him? Will you do what he's asked you to do? Moses' first instinct was to say, well, God, you've called the wrong one. I can't even speak. You've called somebody that can't talk. Why are you asking me to be your spokesman for the world? 
I read once a minister said that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. So as he calls you to do something, he qualifies you to do that thing. If he asks you to do it, he won't give you anything to do that you're not capable of because he'll give you the abilities to fulfill what he's calling you to do. The question is, will you obey him? Leadership requires your attention. Leadership requires you listening. And leadership requires your actions and your obedience. So as we think through these topics and think through these things, I want us to know today that God is still speaking. He has not left us. He has not abandoned us. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And it says he will never leave you nor forsake you, that he will go with you even to the end of the age. It tells us that we know not the day nor the hour when he will come. But Jesus left us with these words, and he said, Occupy till I come. That's what I plan to do. That's what I'm asking you to do. As the people of the bridge, your peoples that uh, attend this church, don't just do this yourself. If you have kids, involve them in your actions of good deeds. These are life lessons that they will recall the remainder of their life. God has given us an opportunity to do good things in a bad situation. What are we going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? So as always, we end our messages and we pray for the Holy Spirit to speak to us through his word, through these messages, and we ask him to Give us insight on what it means to us as individuals. Sure, I'm preaching to a church, but a church is full of individuals. And every one of you are important to us. You're important to God's kingdom. And you're important to the world that you live in. I want us to specifically pray for our part of the Assemblies of God, our missions directors, the Mundus family, they are both been affected by this virus. They're in the hospital as we speak today. And I ask you to pray for them. And there's missionaries around the world that we've got word from that have contracted this virus. And we need to pray to God for intervention on their behalf. So if you would, bow your head. They're in your living room. And I want you to very simply pray this simple prayer. Say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through this message? know in scripture that Jesus taught us that he would stand at the door and knock and that he would ask 
to come in and sup with us. There's people listening right now And in the midst of this turmoil, you can feel God calling you and drawing you to himself. He's standing at the door of your heart and he's knocking right now and he's saying, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. If you need peace that passes understanding, you need to come to Jesus. You need to ask him to be Lord of your life. You need to repent of your sins. And ask him to come in and fill you from the inside out. And live within your heart. If you've never known him, today is a good day. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Maybe you've known him before. Maybe you've taken steps backward and you've walked away from him. He's saying, I've come knocking today. And I'm asking you to come home. just like the prodigal son. Everybody that will, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking you, forgive me for my sins, for all my faults, and all my failures. Help me to live a righteous life with your righteousness. Clothe me with that white robe that you promised in your word. I will live the rest of my days following you because you're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my Redeemer. Thank you for saving me. I look forward to heaven in eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, reach out to us. Message us online. We'd love to help you in any way we can. We want to be a resource for you if you need anything. Don't hesitate for a moment to call us. Uh, we'll be glad to help if we can find a way possible. Pray for your community. Pray for your state. Pray for your nation. And pray for your world. Whatever you do, just love God, love people.